Logical Physical Reactions A Magnus Archive Fanfiction Written by Tuesday Chillin' And read by God of Laundry Baskets It is rated Jen with pairing Martin John It's nothing, comparatively, to fingertips not when they've held hands properly before, or, at least, Martin has held John's hand, in both of his, close to his chest, or wrapping yet another bandage round it, or just squeezing it gently, when his eyebrows look especially worried. But he hadn't known. Idiot that he is. He hadn't known, and they hadn't talked properly, but now Tim's explained and teased them both mercilessly about hand-frenching, and John's explained in his own adorable, clammed-up way, with a lot of overly long words. And now he's said, I'd like to kiss you. So Martin swallows and blinks and thinks about it this time. It feels different to hold his hand out, awkwardly splayed and vulnerable, in the evening in his bedroom and wait for John to make the contact. He pays attention this time, to the shy, slow way John offers him his first two fingers, with the others curled gently into his palm. The way he looks at Martin like he's checking he's getting it. And they both watch as Martin mirrors him, making sure he gets it right. He presses his middle finger up against his index and curls the smaller ones shyly around his thumb, nestling it against the pad of his palm. Martin smiles hopefully, having to check for himself, of course, again after spending the last few hours apologizing. But he's not sure John catches it, though. He is staring openly at their fingers. Martin follows his gaze and feels ridiculous, and the amount of anticipation and sparkling excitement and nerves swimming in front of his eyes just from this closeness without touching. Their fingers are just a hair's breadth apart now, so the sliver of light between them is cast orange. He doesn't want to move first, actually, for once. Not that he's always pushing or anything, or that he's used to being left in the open when someone refuses to meet him in the middle. Well, no, that is true. That would be one of the reasons he's already feeling more than he probably should as a medical officer about touching someone's hand. But this was John's idea, and it feels like it's a bigger step for him. It means more, doesn't it? If they were both humans, it would just be touching his hand. Well, actually, that would really mean something still to Martin. It would anyway, and maybe he's weird, but... John takes a breath and kisses him, presses their fingertips together, and sighs through his nose like he's kissing. If it wasn't clear on his face, it would be anyway just in the way the room seems to change. Nothing's changed, obviously, but Martin can feel it. The stillness, the heat, the change in the air. Not literally, but the one people make up when they ascribe significance to something. That then makes it real. This is that. 
a fairy tale moment, their first kiss. His foot could pop off the floor. So he pays attention to the warmth that spreads and mingles through their fingertips, to the way he's relaxed, even as his fingers are tensed and his arm is outstretched awkwardly, the way their skin looks side by side, and to John's hands that he's spent a lot of time looking at, but somehow now it seems not nearly long enough, right there with his own, that he knows instinctively and consciously so little about, the way every little unique ridge of John's fingerprints feel against his, a bit rough so that there's friction and they won't slide apart, not completely dry, not sweating. It's touching hands, really, isn't it? Not even hands, just fingertips. It's not really even a natural position to touch someone's hand. He feels a bit silly getting feelings over this, when he must have touched John casually countless times, and thought about it a lot more. But he can't not smile, knowing what this weird little ceremony means. And when he looks up, his smile breaks properly as he notices the tips of John's ears flushing adorably. He's going to say so, because a smile is not one that's going to be easy to hide. But then he remembers that John can hear him anyway. And sure enough, now his eyebrows are knitting together. I am not, John mumbles. It's weird how unobtrusive it feels to have looking and contradicting things Martin's only thought doesn't feel at all like the mind-reading he'd imagined with all the probing and noisiness. Easy, really. You are, Martin tells him, sing-song, but he means it. As he leans in a bit to make this clear. The angle of their pressed fingertips shifts, enough to feel. They both inhale abruptly at the silver of more contact as John's fingers slides to lie across the wrinkles inside two of Martin's knuckles now. The lines on both of their fingers cross each other like an axe. It shuts them both up for a second, a little awed at something so little that means the world to both of them because it means the world to John. The sweet green is spreading over his nose and cheeks now. Stop it, John says without much bite. You cannot, you cannot blame me for my physical reactions to this. I'm not blaming you, Martin promises with a gentle tut. It's cute, John goes an even deeper shade of emerald, which is very cute, but it's also almost a bit of a shame to see that he's still his embarrassed, uptight captain self. Not that Martin doesn't love his usual uptight self, but he hopes John doesn't feel guilty about this, ashamed of himself, of Martin. On another day, Martin would probably have taken his hand and squeezed it, but maybe that's not the best idea right now. So he just holds in his laugh and tries to smile encouragingly. Of course, he can't hide anything when they're touching like this, but it's not like John wouldn't have caught him anyway. This does not seem very fair, John says, but he is 
smiling a bit now, too, which means something teasing is coming. It follows logically that you would have the same reaction if I kissed you how you'd like. I like this, Martin reassures him first, before the rest of the sentence can run away with him. It very quickly is. And I wouldn't. But John raises an eyebrow at him, and it would be a very bad lie, even if he couldn't see the many, many images of John kissing him and him kissing John that have been going round in Martin's brain since about his third day on the ship. The latest one here, in the very real private of his room, after all the talking, is clearer, perhaps, than any before. He feels it, every detail, like it's going to happen from this exact spot sees the way the light would come through John's hair from this angle, the one he's standing in, knows how the difference in their height would feel now that he stood this close, rather than watching his own fantasy self, have what he can only dream about. That image. Yeah, yeah, he would blush, probably, to get to have that. He can already feel his cheeks warming, thinking about it. But it's far more fun to lie, isn't it? And maybe hope to be proved wrong. I would not, he repeats then, putting on his best John voice. I'm in control of my emotions. He expects John to scoff or pout at him, which he'll get in trouble for thinking instinctively, is adorable and kissable. But instead... John does neither of those things, probably because he can already predict the response. Instead, he uncurls his fingers slowly, gently, without breaking any contact, walks each finger over Martin's to turn his hand over. When all their fingers are touching, four points in space now, not just one, he closes the open space of his palm so that he's holding Martin's fingertips in his hand, as if to lead him into a dance. Martin watches all of this as quietly as he possibly can, not moving except to let his thumb come and rest on the knuckle of John's little finger. His mind is going crazy, crazier, knowing it's being heard and, if not understood, which would be fair enough given the tangles and screams and messes of feelings and images it's producing. Pictures of them dancing, of John sweeping him onto some floor or other. A beating tattoo of, oh god, god, and I like you, I love you, I want you, I care about you. And the deep disbelief and awe in his chest. Silent screaming a vibrato over the top of it all. The way their hands look now in the dim delight of the cabin, different from the harsh bright white of their professional life. The way his hand is warm and safe and happy. Someone likes me. John likes me. And he's holding my hand and flushing like he really cares and... Well, Martin thinks to an abrupt stop when John looks up at him with his big saucer brown eyes rimmed in that adorable, kind of sexy purple. It's fair enough that he's going red now, isn't it? He wouldn't have minded being teased a bit for it, honestly. It's working if John's idea is to get back at him for the compliments he can't take. But meeting his eyes, Martin can see that he's seen it all. 
All of that nonsense mess of affection and giddiness in his head. He draws in a breath that sounds a bit shuddery, but the softness pooling in John's eyes looks a lot like the awe he feels. The nerves in his stomach melt over with happy gold. Then, John lifts his hand to his mouth, and Martin holds his breath as a kiss is pressed to his knuckles. The sight is something in itself, but he's not at all prepared for how the little feeling is, well, a lot. John's lips fit either side of the point of his knuckle, the top one dry and resting delicately, the bottom one gently sucking so that the soft, wet inside slides against Martin's skin. It seems to go on for ages, what can't be more than seconds, because Martin doesn't breathe the whole time. When John pulls off with a soft click, he doesn't go far, looks back up through his eyelashes with Martin's hand still held close to his mouth. He only looks a little bit smug. Neither of them say anything, but he lifts his other hand up in something that could be a point or a tender gesture. He stops just short of Martin's face, which, predictably, understandably, is very pink now. There, John says, quiet still into their reverential silence, like he's not quite ready to ruin it with his jokes. Physical reaction. Yeah. Martin breathes. Well, can't blame me. John lets his hand come to rest, the back of it pressed softly to Martin's cheek. You're warm. Martin tries not to scoff at him or go redder. He fails on both counts. Yeah, well... He half laughs, shuffling a bit. This is... I mean, you were too. My body temperature regulation is more sensitive to cold than... Yeah, yeah, right, but also... I mean, this, right? John looks away from him for a second, dropping their clasped hands away from his face between them. It's still cute, the color his ears go... But it makes Martin a bit sad, watching him grapple with the shame. Martin sighs, squeezes his hand, and worries immediately that that's too much now. What's squeezing if touching is kissing? Oh, God. He said he wasn't going to do that. He's not trying to... John squeezes his fingers back, and the shifting air feels cool against the spot where his mouth has been. He lifts his head again. Yes, he says. An admission, but a firm one. This. The end. Thank you for listening. This is so soft and cute, and I really love it. Oh my god. Oh, it's so cute.